The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Flack. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, the Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Flack. Hey, here at the Pet Buzz, we just got to keep on moving on, don't we, Dr. Flash? Yes, we do. And the holidays are right up on us. It's like, I just can't believe that Thanksgiving is in three weeks. Yeah. And then soon after Christmas, it's like moving so quickly. The year is almost over. It is, really. But I got to tell you something that came up that I've actually never seen. Now, I want to preface the story by telling you I wasn't there, but I started getting tweets about it from other folks. And then I went to the internet to check it out. Now, so I've been going to dog shows for a really long time, primarily all AKC dog shows. And, you know, they're kind of like very dignified, you know, it's all very kind of conservative and respectful. That's great. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there was a show in Miami, by the way, and I want you to find out if you hear about this down from any of your folks at your Miami practice, the show was the called the Miami bully takeover it was a show held for dog lovers and it was held at the double tree by the hilton airport right and you know the hiltons and the double trees are always nice well it seems that two women got into a fight over some minor issue like i i have no idea maybe somebody tripped or put their purse on the floor you know minor issue and that was about 7 p.m okay as a result of that fight a brawl broke out Uh, let's get ready to That's what the Miami Herald reported. And people started videotaping the footage of people throwing chairs, punching each other, Mm. and also people running out of the arena or the room. Mm. The one thing I didn't see was any dogs. I was worried about the dogs. I kept Mm. looking at the various tapes because I was wondering if any of the dogs got hurt. Well, it seems that there were no arrests, no injuries. And like I said, hopefully no dogs got hurt in the fighting. You know, it's funny when we when we see dog shows in person or on TV, they look so dignified. And even in movies like Christopher Guest, Best in Show, which people always seem to be watching this time of the year as we start thinking about the national dog show at Thanksgiving. You know, in that movie, we see some backstabbing and some, you know, fierce and kind of scary competition and some personal drama like the busy bee. But. I mean, brawling at a dog show, I just can't even imagine. It's pretty intense and pretty competitive. But again, I've never seen anything that's moved towards any physical. I mean, this was crazy. People were picking the chairs up and smashing everybody. All I can say is that dog shows can be rough. (laughs) (laughs) Rough. Okay, so let's move on the show. Doc, what are we going to talk about on the show today? Well, late in the show, we learn about one soldier's struggle to bring a cat pal home from his overseas campaign. I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Well, the ongoing pandemic with labor shortages and supply chain issues are already making holiday shopping rough. So Brian Oglesby, that's the second rough. Let's see if we can throw one more in the show. 
Brian Oglesby, the director of PR and outreach of the Better Business Bureau of West Florida, is here with us. And he is here to offer advice for safe holiday pet shopping. And really, that includes other shopping as well. So I think that'll that's going to be a great segment. Did you know that National Animal Shelter Appreciation Week is November 7th to the 13th? I do know. And it's a perfect time to recognize an organization and its staff in your community dedicated to animals. Joining us to talk about National Animal Shelter Appreciation Week is John Goodwin. I'm so happy I'm going to actually see him because we're doing this interview via Zoom. John is the Senior Director of the Humane Society of the United States, Stop the Puppy Mills campaign. John, welcome back. We missed you. Well, hey, it's great to be back on Zoom. Uh, I know. You know, it's totally amazing being able to see all of our guests and interact with them. It is, and, it's, and it makes it more conversational, I definitely think, having Zoom these days. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. And it's great because we've had so many interviews over the years. And now, like I said, this is the first chance I get to see handsome John Goodwin. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, so, John, tell us why the Humane Society created National Animal Shelter Appreciation Week. And what's the week-long celebration about? Well, working in an animal shelter is a very, very hard job. Uh, It's an emotionally taxing job. It's uh, one where most of the shelter workers aren't paid a lot of money. And we wanted to show appreciation for the shelters and the people that work in the shelters. A lot of people don't think of shelters as community organizations, but they really are. I mean, it's amazing how many dogs they take out of a community or they help place to have a better animal or more friendly community. So I think if you look at it in terms of that, a shelter is kind of like the heart of where you can get information for just local things that go on in terms of animals in your community. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And it's not just, it's not, I mean, adopting an animal, that's a big part of it for sure. But you mentioned that it's a place where people can go for information. So there's a lot more services that are provided. Uh, some shelters have pet food banks uh, for families in need. Some work to provide low-cost services for underserved communities so that dogs can get vaccinated or spayed and neutered at an affordable price. I mean, there's a lot that, that happens in animal shelters, and there's a lot of reasons that they're necessary and deserve our support. Well, you know, it's interesting because local shelters have really been hard hit by pandemic economics and and everything that that brings, you know, the aftermath. So where can we learn more about our local shelters in our area? Well, visit, visit. If it's a local shelter in your area, go to the shelter. Um, You might decide that you want to do some volunteering or maybe you don't want to do volunteering, but you want to support them. And you know, a lot of animal shelters will have events throughout the year where you can go and become a part of this community. Uh, there's just a million different things that people can do. You know, I was thinking about different things that people can do to support their shelters. There's the obvious things like donating money to help them out or fostering dogs or adopting dogs. But then there's other things like, like, let's say, for example, someone has carpentry skills and they need carpentry work or someone has some other sort of skill that they could benefit from having some, uh, I don't know if pro bono is the term we would use in these particular trades, but there's just so many things that people can do. And and it just requires just going down there and saying hello. You know, you're absolutely right now that I'm thinking about it. Just a a few comments I wanted to make. You know, I live in Florida, which is 
known as a senior state. We have so many seniors. A lot of them live on a fixed income and they still want the love of a pet and living on a fixed income and having a pet can be expensive. So, I mean, there are services that provide all people in the community. And in conjunction with that, a few weeks ago, we had a fashion photographer who lives in Northern California, and he volunteers at the Silicon Valley shelter, taking pictures of the animals so they can help get them adopted so they can show them in a better light. I think so many times we look at animals in pictures and we have to realize there's more to that. There's more to people. There's more to animals than the pictures we see. So I think you're absolutely right. If you do have a skill that you can benefit the shelter, definitely go and volunteer because you don't necessarily have to clean kennels or work with the animals. Like you said, carpentry skills, painting skills, any type of contracting or even accounting skills that you can offer the shelter. Okay. So, I mean, obviously shelters need money, right? I mean, we know that. And I think any donation is fine, even if it's $5, right? And maybe think about some of the shelters that are out a little further into the more rural areas. Mm -hmm. Well, I went out to the Eastern shore of Maryland to visit an animal shelter that had taken in about 40 German shepherds from a puppy mill that had been raided by the sheriff's department. And this shelter, it's in a small rural county, small tax base. So they had a very small budget and they only had three staff. Wow. It was a very old building. And, you know, that's the kind of place that if, you know, maybe if I'm making a hundred dollar donation, you know, at Christmas or something, Maybe, maybe I'd want to give to one of those kind of shelters that's really just, you know, barely scraping by. Hey, John, we're coming to a commercial break. Uh, can you stick around for another segment? I have a few more questions. Absolutely. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Here at the Pet Buzz, we know all our listeners love their pets, but one of our proud supporters loves pets so much, they put it in their name. I'm talking about Loving Pets, online at shoplp.com. They focus on healthy, high-quality, and affordable treats for your pets, and they're manufactured right here in the USA. And one of our favorites is their Tooth Sticks. It's a daily dental treat that helps massage gums, removes tartar, and freshens breath. It's a healthy treat that's not going to break the bank. Here at the Pet Buzz, we know you're looking for healthy, high-quality, and affordable treats for your pets. So think loving pets online at shoplp.com. And we've also posted special information about loving pets and how you can save even more money on our website, thepetbuzz.com. So thank you, Loving Pets, another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? 
EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. www.epi-pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz, enhancing the bond between pets and their people. We're back with John Goodwin from the Humane Society. We haven't seen him in a while, so it's so great to have him here on the show. Okay, let's talk about the shelter workers. We appreciate the shelter, but obviously the shelter has to be run by individuals. So let's talk about, you know, maybe how we can help shelter workers during this Really, not not necessarily during this time, although this, the pressure and the stress is on, but how can we help them? Well, COVID was very, very hard because with you, you had a lot of shelter workers who were deemed essential employees because someone needed to go in and take care of the dogs. But during COVID, with the uh, pandemic restrictions that were necessary, a lot of the shelters didn't have the volunteer forces that could come along. So you take a job that's already difficult, long hours, um, and and then you take away the volunteer force, and it just becomes that much harder. Now, of course, now we're at a point where um, you know a lot of shelters are able to put their volunteer programs back together and get some help in there. But you know, it's been a very hard, a very very hard time. And in 2021, a lot of shelters were filled to the rim with dogs. Uh, intake was down in 2020 because a lot of people were at home with their animals, but then it went back up to the, you know, kind of the 2019 ish type levels in 2021 and, and they were full. So yeah, I think any sort of love and appreciation is appreciated, whether it's getting in there and relieving some of the burden by doing volunteer work or just saying, thank you, giving them a, a nice shout out on social media, uh, following the shelter's pages and sharing their content. And, and, and helping people uh, know about the shelter and the, the animals they can adopt there because every animal that gets adopted makes it that much easier for the shelter workers. There's so many things, just, just a simple thank you even. You know, it's funny, but, you know, some of the things that I think you can do also during shelter appreciation work is buy people at your local shelter pizza. It's not very yeah. expensive. Um, maybe you could talk to a local pizzeria that you have a relationship or that knows you over the years and drop off four or five pizzas. You know, a lot of times people want to do gift baskets for the holidays and think of those shelter workers. A lot of them are going to be working on Christmas uh, and Thanksgiving as well. So drop off some, you know, things for shelter workers and just say thank you. I mean, thank you goes a long way, you know. Um, one of the other things you and I were talking about is so many times, you know, people go in a shelter with the idea they want to have this dog or that type of dog or dog that does this, you know, be respectful of shelter workers too. I mean, they spend a lot of time with the animals. They know the animals, the animals for the most part have been profiled so that they know what is the best home for that animal, or they come pretty close to determining that. You know, don't just necessarily disagree with them. If they say this dog is not appropriate for kids, no matter how cute or small he is, he's probably not right for kids, right? Yeah, that's one. <laughs> Definitely don't argue with them on that one. If they say that, then take their word for it. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I think the best thing people can do during shelter appreciation week is drop by a shelter, ask to have a tour and just really get an idea of what the people are under, what kind of stress they're under uh, and the things that go along with just working in a shelter. I mean, we talk about essential workers and we think we always think of our firemen. We always think of our police. But, you know, there are so many times and people didn't really realize this. And I, I fault the media in a lot of cases because, you know, so many times people have forgotten that if somebody died of COVID and they had a dog, guess yeah. who had to go pick them up, pick up that dog. Uh, and deal with the dog and deal with his depression. And maybe he had been in an apartment for three or four days with his deceased owner. So, and then you're also putting yourself in some senses in harm's way because you were going into that apartment where someone died of COVID. So. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, that, that, that that's exactly right. And, and helping that dog um, adapt. And if anyone thinks that the dogs don't feel the, you know, the emotional, trauma from that. They just do. They just don't know dogs. You know, we had a older dog who had cancer. And when it was time to say goodbye, we had a veterinarian come to our, our house and our, we wanted to make sure that our other dog who was her best friend knew why she wasn't there anymore. So she came out and, and realized that she had, she had passed and she was Moby for two weeks. So, you know, the shelter workers, if you have someone who died of COVID, and they they go get the dog and bring the dog to the shelter. You know they they've got to provide that dog with a lot of TLC, and it's um, time consuming and and and, it, and it's hard work. You know, I also you know now that we're talking about this, I mean, one of the other things I can only imagine is the stress on animal shelters. I mean, we know that human beings can pass COVID to dogs and to cats, um, and that you know that during the course of doing that, you also have to alter your life to make sure that you're not spreading COVID to, you know, in a shelter, which is generally a smaller place where you have close interaction with other employees, but also with a close contact with dogs, you know, so close and, and, and maybe one, you know, medium sized room. And I think that probably added some extra pressure on shelter workers as well, knowing that they had to really monitor who they were surrounded by. I mean, it was yeah. difficult enough to being having COVID and being isolated in our homes and having limited contact with the outside world. But to know that you have to go to work and that you not only can threaten other workers, but you can threaten all the charges in your care, I, I think would be, you know, really overwhelming, psychologically overwhelming. Yeah, well, I mean, it is emotionally taxing work. I mean, that's just for a million reasons. It's emotionally taxing work. And of course, those realities of the COVID pandemic just add to it, especially early on, because you may remember that when we when this first started, like I guess February, March of 2020, there was so much that we didn't even know about this. And then we started hearing about some dogs and cats who had gotten COVID, uh, but no one knew how much it would spread into our pet populations. So very emotionally taxing, very emotionally taxing. Well, and also, if you have a bunch of money, (laughs) donate to your local shelter. But you know what? Think about donating some gift cards to shelter workers. I think that's always a nice 
gift this time of the year and show your love for a local, your local shelter. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us today. But before you go, give us the Humane Society website. It's very easy. HumaneSociety.org. It's that simple. Just HumaneSociety.org. Thank you. Well, everyone, just to remind you, that was John Goodwin of the Humane Society of the United States discussing National Shelter Appreciation Week. All right. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Need more buzz? We've got plenty more for you on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We call it Pet Buzz Plus. It's the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. So remember, Pet Buzz Plus. Hey, it's Dr. Michael Fleck back with you here on the Pet Buzz. We're kicking off football. Oh, we're kicking off the fall season. Just because the temps are falling, don't drop the ball on your pet's flea and tick protection. Fleas and ticks have a rugged defense against the elements. So stay online, man. Fall is not the time to fumble your responsibilities. Score a touchdown with your pet and make an extra point to keep your pets healthy and safe from fleas and ticks this football, I mean, fall season. Can't get enough of the buzz? We're online at thepetbuzz.com with daily features including helpful tips from Charlotte, more flex facts, and a lot of ways for you to save on all of your favorite pet needs. And now, Pet Buzz news from around the globe. It's time for global pet news. And I actually think this story was uh, a little crazy. So a stray cat supposedly or believed to be offended by locals and central in the central Anatolian province, a quorum that's in Turkey, has been living on a one story building on the roof of a one story building for four years. I can't imagine living really for four years living on a roof. That's really roughing it or roofing it, I should say. Anyway. We have no idea why he lives there. He's been surviving with food and water left by residents. uh, And the cat doesn't approach people at all. Uh, He just leaves whatever people leave for him. So rescue efforts have been made by firefighters. They proved to be futile. The cat didn't respond positively to the efforts made by the firefighters. And they tried four times to get him off the roof. That's what a shopkeeper in the neighborhood had said. So I was starting to get curious. Why would a cat live alone on a roof for four years? So I kind of just was interested in why someone would be reclusive and try to uh, apply that to this cat. So some of the reasons that I looked up, it may be a PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Maybe the cat witnessed or became a victim of some horrific act or something horrible happened to somebody they loved. And they had no control over it. Another reason was in many cases, the cat became reclusive after somebody with or outside his home repeatedly threatened him in some way or another. And that could even be another cat. And the act supposedly plays over and over in his head, causing him grief, anxiety and or fear. And with these kind of emotions, he feels overwhelmed and he has no reason for comfort, peace or joy. Now, you might think this is psychobabble. But I was like I said, I was curious. And, you know, cats are sentiment beings like us. They feel, uh, you know, they feel they're 
experience sadness, happiness, um, joy, obviously, and, and depression. So I figured, why not? I'll apply some of what I've seen when I look this stuff up for humans to the cat. Or also the cat might be kind of agoraphobic, even though that's a fear of not going outside. He's maybe, I don't know what, staying in one place, but he's the cat on it. He's actually, that's, you know what, you know, now I think about it, it's kind of funny. This is a cat on a hot tin roof. That's exactly what he is. So I'm going to ask you, why do you think this cat lives on the roof? I'm going to put the new story up on our social media channels. It's a cute little tabby cat. And what could possess this cat to live on a roof? You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Here at The Pet Buzz, we know all our listeners love their pets. But one of our proud supporters loves pets so much, they put it in their name. I'm talking about Loving Pets, online at shoplp.com. They focus on healthy, high-quality, and affordable treats for your pets. And they're manufactured right here in the USA. And one of our favorites is their Tooth Sticks. It's a daily dental treat that helps massage gums, removes tartar, and freshens breath. It's a healthy treat that's not going to break the bank. Here at the Pet Buzz, we know you're looking for healthy, high-quality, and affordable treats for your pets. So think loving pets online at shoplp.com. And we've also posted special information about loving pets and how you can save even more money on our website, thepetbuzz.com. So thank you, Loving Pets, another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. Now you know what your dog feels like waiting for you to go on your daily walk. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz. Enhancing the bond between pets and their people. So, Doc! What's up, Doc? What have you been up to lately? Same old business. Had my schedule. Patients in Miami and in Bradenton. I thought you were going to say Barcelona. <laughs> Okay. Have you seen any interesting things in the practice lately? I have. Okay. A lot of dogs have been getting sick because they have ingested something in the grasses like fertilizer. In many cases, they have licked it off of their paws from the yards that were just treated. Well, you know, that kind of makes sense to me because where we live, there's a fertilization ban from June until the end of August. That's right. And once September comes, People want to feed their lawns in preparation for the colder months. So I'm just curious, what kind of symptoms are you seeing with these dogs? Well, when fertilizer granules are spread evenly over the lawns, it's pretty highly unlikely that a significant ingestion will occur if if pets lick their paws after contact with those treated lawns. Even so, granular fertilizers rarely cause more than mild self-limiting gastrointestinal upsets, meaning diarrhea and throwing up. But if you suspect that your pet has come in contact with fertilizer, 
bring them to the veterinarian to determine that level of toxicity. As I said, in the case of basic fertilizer exposure, the symptoms might be mostly GI tract and may resolve within a day or two. It is always best to have your pet checked at the clinic and be sure you bring along the container or the product leaflet so that the veterinarian can verify the ingredients of the product. If the fertilizer contains herbicides, fungicides, or pesticides, the situation may become even more urgent because the toxic effects of fertilizer containing these additives can be much more severe, like additive. The veterinarian will base this diagnosis on clinical signs, like I said, vomiting, diarrhea, maybe even dermal ulcers. Just think about the mouth and may want to do additional urinalysis, blood testing to check toxicity levels or to look for further signs of secondary illness like pancreatitis, depending upon the type of the fertilizer. Now, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking more vet visits, more tests, more blood work. It sounds like it can be really costly. And it's really tough for people when they take their pets for walks. Mm-hmm. In the evening or so. And the nature, the behavior of the dog is that they, they like to go on the lawns and they get their nose down. They walk in it. It's it's almost impossible to avoid. Well, it also is impossible to avoid if you live in an area where there are no sidewalks. So I live in an area where there are no right. sidewalks. So you have to walk in the street or you have to walk in the gutters. And you also have to pay attention because a lot of people treat their lawns with lawn services and you have to pay attention that the lawn service, you know, they leave a note saying this lawn is treated, right? That would be helpful, but most people don't do that. Or they pull it up right after the fact, like right. after two hours has gone by when the lawn service comes. That, so that's correct. Okay. Any last advice? Well, just like you said, it can be costly. So the best thing to do is avoid it. Make sure maybe when you come home with your pet, wipe your pet's paws. Absolutely. And we talked about that over the summer. Remember, we talked about yeah. that? going to the dog park and the dog parks and the parks were treated with uh, with various fertilizers that could be you know, harmful to pets. But today so much with our hygiene, we mm-hmm. wash our hands. Yeah. Wash the paws. OK, so my last advice is know all the fertilizer regulations within your community. If you hire a lawn care service, discuss how it can affect the pets. Yeah, the fertilizers and what they're spraying or the granules that they're leaving. Uh huh. Follow his or her instructions to the letter. That's your service provider, of course. So that your pet does not become ill. They get sick. You don't want them sick. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is a topic. And I think you'll probably see, I mean, everybody, you know, curb appeal, all these shows, everyone has to have the best lawn, the best this. It's a lot of work having a lawn. It is a lot of work with a lot of danger, potential danger right. for your pets. And it's costly. Thanks, Doc. What's up, Doc? You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We know people love their dogs and many like to take them everywhere to lunch, to work, shopping. But dogs are only welcome in places where they behave. Our very own etiquette and pet trendologist Charlotte Reed discusses decorum for every occasion in her book, Miss Fido Manners, complete book of dog etiquette. She provides tips for behaving at home and on the street, eating in or going out. 
Plus, extending pet courtesy to others in places of business, being mindful of others while traveling, and treating veterinarians, pet sitters, and dog groomers with respect. With Miss Fido Manners, pet owners can learn how to behave appropriately in all kinds of situations. Miss Fido Manners from pet trendologist Charlotte Reed on Amazon. Can't get enough of the buzz? We're online at thepetbuzz.com with daily features including helpful tips from Charlotte, more flex facts, and a lot of ways for you to save on all of your favorite pet needs. yourselves for big news. We're going to the place where all the action is. It's time for Pet Buzz Celebrity Pet News. The most sensational news. Fantastic. I'm so excited. You ready? Here's pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Well, just so you guys know, I am a watcher of HBO's Succession. And if you haven't seen the show, it's a family drama about a guy named, he's a media mogul. His name is Logan Roy. And it's played by the illustrious Brian Cox, the English actor. And the show really is about his conflict with his three adult children, which are played by Jeremy Strong, Sarah Snook, and Kieran Culkin. So it's so ironic that Cox is featured in a new PETA campaign for family members that you can choose. So he recently chose two new family members, two cats that he brought into his home. And in this uh, interview, an ad He urges people to do the right thing by cats like his cat Patches by always adopting from animal shelters and never buying from pet shops or breeders, which profit his animals expense. So three things. I like Brian Cox. I like the show Succession. And I think a pet is a great way to choose a family member. But I disagree with him. I have adopted pets over the years. Mixed breeds as well as shelter dogs. And you have too, Dr. Fleck. I know plenty of responsible breeders, plenty of them, people who are not producing litters for profit. They produce dogs because they love the dogs. They want to share them. And I have found that I have only bought dogs from responsible breeders. I've never bought dogs on the Internet, which I think is a horrible thing to do. I've never bought dogs from a pet store where they're selling puppy mill dogs. In many cases, they're sick. And that's why many cities in the United States no longer allowing pet stores. Pet stores to sell sell live pets. Live pets. So unless you actually know a lot of breeders and know what they're doing and how they're doing it, I have never bought a dog unless I have gone to the breeder's home, seen the sire or the dam, the mother or the father of the puppy. And as you guys know, I just went and bought church from a lovely breeder up in Pensacola area. I saw her home and saw all of her wonderful dogs. And I checked her out with other breeders, the people that I know. So while I think it's great, adoption is great. And like I said, we've adopted. I think, talk about what you know, Brian Cox. Yeah, I I agree with you. I, I don't see any reason why breeders, they love doing what they're doing. It's nothing wrong. Profit's not a dirty word. I think that that helps them continue on to produce those wonderful quality pets that give you a better opportunity for better health with your uh, as you move along 
not all breeders are rolling in the dough. I mean, in past years, you know, you had people like August Belmont, you know, the Belmont stakes and everything. He bred dogs. I mean, that's a whole different story. It's expensive to breed dogs and not everyone is doing corporate breeding like a lot of these corporate puppy mills that they supply at these various stores. So I think some breeders, responsible breeders get a bad rap because of statements like this. I think you'll usually find is that a breeder, when they're selling the pets, is less expensive than maybe some of the retailers that are selling puppies. And I want to wrap this up by saying this. I'm sure you're going to agree. It's all about choice, isn't it, Dr. Fleck? It is. And, and another guideline that I use is that breeders, when they come in and I'm, I'm administering their first puppy shots and, and wellness exam and health certificates, et cetera, they have tears in their eyes because they've, they've grown up for eight weeks or so with that pet. And, and if I see that, I know they care. And I know that they won't just pass that on to yeah. anybody. They'll pass that sure. on to somebody that they know will care and love that, that pet. I love succession, but Brian Cox, they're responsible breeders. You probably just haven't met any yet. So our next guest is waiting on Zoom. So we got to bring him on. Just so everyone knows, the 2021 holiday shopping season promises to be, once again, unpredictable. The ongoing pandemic, labor shortages, and supply chain issues are already making holiday shopping rough. rough. That's the third time we mm -hmm. said it today. Electronics, toys, and other products, including pet products, will be or already in short supply as they sit on ships in various harbors. And retailers are really struggling to staff up as the shopping season is upon us. Joining us is Brian Oglesby, the director of PR and outreach of the Better Business Bureau of West Florida. Brian is here to offer advice for safe holiday shopping. Brian, welcome to the Pet Buzz today. Hello. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, Brian, I'm going to ask you, if you were to give us one tip for 2021 holiday shopping, what would it be? You know, the biggest thing right now is to really start early. Now is the time to do your shopping, but also do it wisely. Scammers know that people are shopping online more than ever before. They're creating fake websites. They're looking like legitimate websites. So it's important to do that homework and research and make sure you know who it is you're actually doing business with before you hit that purchase button. You know, I think that's really good advice because I will tell you a funny story. So, you know, I love that Kevin Costner show Yellowstone, right? Mm -hmm. I love that show. Mm -hmm. And my friend Penny owns a license, the dog license for Pendleton. And I was like, okay, I got to get some Yellowstone stuff because I love that show so much. They stopped making it. Penny's company stopped making the Yellowstone leashes, collars, et cetera. So I went on a website to buy it and the stuff was never delivered. Mm. I waited three or four months. I ended up getting the money back and it taught me a very valuable lesson. Don't buy from a website that I don't recognize, don't know, have never heard a company I've never heard of. Well, you, you know, over the last few years, there's been a rise on online shopping. Obviously, we're talking about, about that today, especially during that pandemic, too. Uh, we saw a lot more people going online. Do you think that as a result of our current economic situations, there are likely to be 
more online shopping scams? You know, absolutely. Uh, the Better Business Bureau has already seen a rise in online shopping scams. It has been the top reported scam to Better Business Bureau scam tracker for three years in a row. We're seeing more and more fake websites show up. We're seeing a lot of consumers like your story, Charlotte, that they made that purchase online. They thought it was a legitimate company and they're either not receiving the product or they're receiving a counterfeit product. This is important as well. You may receive something in the mail because it it helps the company avoid getting chargebacks because if you actually receive a product, sometimes it's hard to uh, dispute that charge with the credit card company. So they'll send a counterfeit product it's not the product as advertised, and the consumers are also having struggles getting a credit or a refund from their credit card company. Um, so we are seeing a big rise, and it's important to know who these companies are. You know, it's just amazing. I mean, that the counterfeit thing is too. You know, um, and I even learned that I, you know, my glasses are the glasses at my house are La Rochere, which are a French manufacturer. It's the oldest manufacturer of glassware. And um, I happened to call them for something about a dog product or something. And we started talking to the PR person. And I said, you know, I was wondering how you can tell if a glass is because they've become very popular, especially in the last probably five years with being able to get certain goods. I asked the PR person, can you tell or can you tell me if any of these are, you know, what's counterfeit for La Rochere? So she went through a few points that were. So it's kind of made me think about other products that I buy now, Brian. Okay. So can you give us some advice for, for safer shopping? I mean, including pet products and, and other gifts that we might think about for this holiday season. I mean, the counterfeit one was great. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It is very hard to tell the difference between legitimate and scam or bad actors out there. And you really want, want to be wary. We've said it a few times, those fake websites. Be careful when you're on a website. First, know who it is you're doing business with. If you're coming off a link from a social media ad or an email or a text message sent to you, are you really on the website that it claimed to be? Sometimes it claims to be a well-known uh, branded website that you think you're purchasing from. And these scammers can create websites that look very similar. But when you actually look in the URL, you're on a different URL address. So do that first. Just stop for a minute. Look at the URL. Go to the bottom of the page. If it's a website, you don't know who the company is. So, Brian, we need to take a break. Doc and I have, of course, more shopping questions. Can you stick around for another segment? Sure, absolutely. Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. You are listening to the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Here at the Pet Buzz, we know all our listeners love their pets, but one of our proud supporters loves pets so much... They put it in their name. I'm talking about Loving Pets, online at shoplp.com. They focus on healthy, high-quality, and affordable treats for your pets, and they're manufactured right here in the USA. Here at the Pet Buzz, we know you're looking for healthy, high-quality, and affordable treats for your pets. So think Loving Pets, online at shoplp.com. And we've also posted special information about loving pets and how you can save even more money on our website, thepetbuzz.com. So thank you, loving pets, another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz, enhancing the bond between pets and their people. 
Well, you know, everybody, it's that time of the year. Let the pet shopping begin, but we need to engage in pet safe shopping. So Brian Oglesby, the director of PR and outreach for the Better Business Bureau of West Florida, is talking about that with us. And Doc, you have a question for Brian. I do. So, Brian, when purchasing a product, what is the most secure method to pay for holiday goods and gifts? Yeah, your credit card is going to give you the most protections at play. So if you're not happy with the purchase, or if there's a problem with the company, you can dispute those charges. Plus, if you submitted a payment online through a fraudulent company, you have protections in place, especially if your credit card number gets stolen and there's unauthorized charges made by other parties and not by you. It's important to report it and report it right away. If you're using your debit card and someone gets a hold of those numbers and they make payments, you can still dispute that. But that's taking cash out of your bank account. It's hard to get that money right away. So you may be waiting for that money to come back to you. So again, purchasing online credit card is going to be your best method and most protected method to utilize. We talked a little about social media. And, you know, social media especially drives our young people. And, you know, we see when we're on, you know, Instagram, especially Instagram and Facebook, all those great photos. Just review for us another a little bit more about social media and how we can potentially be scammed out of our dollars and cents. Yeah. So unfortunately, when it comes to social media, anyone can place an ad on social media for the Internet, as a matter of fact. So just because as consumers, we see an ad on social media, sometimes we tend to have that trust factor. Oh, if it's an ad on social media, this has been vetted. I can trust it. Let me click, go to that website and purchase that product. Better Business Bureau receives a lot of complaints and scam tracker reports from consumers who saw an ad on their social media page. They clicked on the link, they made a purchase, the product was not delivered, or they received a counterfeit product. So just because you see an ad on social media does not equal it's a legitimate company. Again, you have to know who it is you're doing business with, look at the track record of the company, do some homework and research. We live in this busy world, we see this fancy ad on our phone scrolling through social media. We want it now. We click on it. We fill in the credit card information. We make a purchase. And then 30 days later, we didn't receive that product. So you have to do some research to know who it is you're actually doing business with. So, so Brian, is there such a thing as phony tracking information that is sent to consumers? Yes, actually, it's even more so this time of the year. You really want to be wary of those fake text messages and those fake emails pretending to be your post office or UPS claiming a package has delivered, click now. And next thing you know, you're in a scammy website. So be very careful of those phishing attacks. I mean, if they're not, if they're not coming to your house and following the Amazon truck and possibly picking it up, it's something else to be wary of. I mean, I always, you know, when I order packages, especially online and, and primarily these days from Amazon, you always want to make sure you know when the package is coming. Um, because that way you're going to be home to receive the package and it's not going to sit or you ask a neighbor. In some cases, depending on your security system, I mean, I know someone who actually lets the post guy or the Amazon guy put the packages in the garage. But phony tracking information, that's something else. Right, Dr. Fleck? I obviously don't do much purchasing online. I do it for you, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But one of the things I hate to do is start tracking or following up on something that's false information because I waste a lot of time. And generally speaking, I've lost 
income from doing it too. Well, not only that, but I mean, of course you're out, your time is very valuable, but imagine the time it takes you think a package is going to come. And also the other thing is from as a consumer, you know, there are always delays this time of the year, plus the added delays of products actually coming into the store, you know, good, reputable retailers. Like I just bought you a birthday gift. I ordered it online from a well-known website. I thought the shipping was so expensive. I had it shipped to the store here. Mm-hmm. And then they wrote me back and said, that product is not available. And I was, I was upset or I should say I was unhappy, but at least I knew that I found out the product wasn't going to be available. So I bought it. I ended up buying it on Amazon and, you know, paying that I was going to save myself some money. I didn't, but at least I know it'll come. And at least I know when it will come. But, you know, when you have that phony tracking, you're sitting around waiting, then you can expect delays. But then by the time, let's say you wait six weeks and it never comes, then you have to go back and dispute your credit card or the company. They might not want to, you know, obviously you're being scammed, but it's something else to, to think about, you know, and you never think about it. Just on the way to the gym, stop and purchase from your local businesses, period. <laughs> So it's also important, this is the time where you actually want to be proactive. Go to those websites, the legit ones, the UPS, the FedEx, the United States Postal Service, pre-register with them with your information and confirm the email. So you're receiving the legitimate information from them and then label your text messages, your emails from the legitimate sources. So when you receive that communication, you're aware it's legitimate and it's not a phishing attack or a fake text message coming at you. So Brian, is there anything else that you want to tell us? Yeah, I would say for more shopping tips, it's important to go to bbb.org slash holiday. Better Business Bureau has that and more tips available for you and a lot more information to help you make an informed consumer. News of the day got you down? No worries. Pet trendologist Charlotte Reed is here with Tell Me Something Good. This is a necessity like air and oxygen. Tell me something good. Okay, I'm going to end the show with uh, Tell Me Something Good. And I love ending the show with this because it always sets me off on on a positive note for the next week coming up. So anyway... I had heard about a U.S. soldier wanting to bring, we've all heard this, we've all heard U.S. soldiers wanting to bring dogs back from overseas, but we've never really heard of a soldier wanting to bring a cat back from overseas. So I actually found one. So one cat-loving soldier wants to bring his cat home. So when Specialist Caden arrived on overseas duty, that's him, he saw a cat that would watch everyone from atop a pallet and really just run away if anyone approached her. So one day, Specialist Caden decided to sit on the pallet to see how the cat, which he ended up naming Tiger, would react. Well, from that moment on, Specialist Caden and the cat formed a bond. Caden and Tiger formed a bond. Tiger took to sitting on Specialist Caden's shoulders and would always run up to him whenever he was around. She even became friendlier with others just because based on her relationship with him. And he fed her and she was well taken care of. He provided her with companionship and he also looked forward to seeing her every day. But now he's stateside and that bond is really threatened by the 7,000 mile distance. We don't know where he's stationed and we couldn't find out. To help this cat loving U.S. soldier bring his kitty home, he turned to a nonprofit called Paws of War. 
And the organization wants to do everything that they can to make this happen, but they need assistance of the public to successfully pull off this mission. Pause of War is working to reload Tiger back to America for Specialist Caden, and it's seeking community support to do so. In addition to the financial costs that it incurs, there's always airfare, veterinary care, and other logistics that can be really costly, including dealing with the government hurdles. And if you can recall, right now there's an embargo, a government embargo from bringing pets into the country from nations on specific lists. So we don't know where he is. So we assume that country that he was stationed is on the embargo list. You can't bring a pet from that country. The donations that Pause of War receives from the community, no matter how small They may seem all that up and they do help pull off successful missions for the soldiers trying to get their dogs and cats back. And I just want you to know, if you want to help save Tiger, I'm going to post your picture on our social media channels. The website for Pause of War is helpsavetiger.pauseofwar.org. So after Tell Me Something Good, I never mind ending the show. It's like a feel good note for me. But before I go, I want to give you a preview for next week's show. So next week, we're going to talk about pet photos with uh, Santa Claus because they're coming back after the pandemic in person. Of course, you can still do online. We're going to talk about what's happening with the pet industry and the economy with Mark Cushing. And of course, the National Dog Show is coming up. So, so much to talk about. I want to thank John Goodwin from the Humane Society and Brian Oglesby from the Better Business Bureau of West Florida. Of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. Shampoos, skin and coat sprays, sunscreen, ear cleaner and supplements for your dogs and cats. Most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. If you and your pets need even more buzz, we're online at thepetbuzz.com and our social media channels, Pet Buzz Plus, the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. Here at the Pet Buzz, we know all our listeners love their pets, but one of our proud supporters loves pets so much, they put it in their name. I'm talking about Loving Pets, online at shoplp.com. They focus on healthy, high-quality, and affordable treats for your pets, and they're manufactured right here in the USA. And one of our favorites is their Tooth Sticks. It's a daily dental treat that helps massage gums, removes tartar, and freshens breath. It's a healthy treat that's not going to break the bank. Here at the Pet Buzz, we know you're looking for healthy, high-quality, and affordable treats for your pets. So think loving pets online at shoplp.com. And we've also posted special information about loving pets and how you can save even more money on our website, thepetbuzz.com. So thank you, Loving Pets, another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz.